0: Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Barry Habib. Barry, are you ready to do this?
1: I am ready, George. Thanks for having me.
0: Excellent. Let's do this. Barry is an American entrepreneur, having founded, grown, and sold multiple businesses. He's recognized as one of the top real estate forecasters in the world. He's a sought-after speaker, actor, as well as producer, and he's a finalist for Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year. That's that's an exciting thing. Congratulations. I'm excited to have it is, you on. You know,
1: it is. A pretty, I'm excited about that. Yeah, Thanks.
0: And if you would, Barry, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Um, really big on trying to help others and really inspire them, to make a difference in their life. We, uh, we do that every day uh, as far as helping people in mortgage and real estate understand the opportunity that exists in real estate and how to create wealth. We also watch the financial markets for, for people and help them understand what's going on and break that down for them. As a professional speaker try and do a lot of work with inspiring others and really bringing out the best of them
0: well i certainly appreciate that so and it's not an easy thing to make heads and tails of of either the real estate or the stock market so certainly credit your ability to uh to read the tea leaves for lack of a better term and and help people make sense of those so
1: it's not easy no um and You just want to try to understand how you could benefit from some historical evidence or some trends that are occurring and just look into that and see where it leads you. For example, right now uh, looks as if in the next year or two there's a lot of evidence pointing to a high probability that we hit a recession in our country. So what does that mean and how does it benefit me or how does it hurt me? What should I protect myself from? So these are things that uh, we really try and look at. and explain to our our audience how they can protect themselves or how they can benefit before it's too late before things happen
0: got it and that's all we can really do right is 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 to look back on the whole body of body of evidence that that the markets have given us over the years and it's one thing to be able to do that but then to actually look forward and take that information and be able to to project what might be happening, that's obviously of immense well, value.
1: Well, I think, I think it's an important topic right now. So if, if you take a look at why we feel there's going to be a recession, there's a lot of reasons as to why. And one of them is the fact that the, the country is showing us by looking at two different things that we may be approaching that. And one of them is the inversions that we're seeing in the yield curve. All that means is that you have longer term maturities giving you less of a yield than shorter term maturities. Kind of like if you went into your bank and you said, hey, I wanna look at all the CD options you have. And they said, well, if you tie up your money for five years, you'll get less than if you just made a commitment to us for three months, we'll pay you more, or six months, or a year. It seems upside down and that's exactly right. So when we see that in the treasury markets where the one year, And the two-year are yielding more than the five-year or the 10-year is almost reaching that level where it's underneath the shorter-term maturities what is that telling you it's telling you that on one hand the longer side of the yield curve like things like the 10-year treasury that's more concerned about inflation and if rates or yields are lower it means there's less inflationary concerns now inflation we don't want too much inflation but a little inflation is a sign that the economy is healthy and strong The definition of inflation is that there's too many dollars chasing too few products. So when you have that scenario where there's a lot of people that want to buy and not enough product, it's signs that the economy is vibrant, it's strong, people are out there, they're buying, they're shopping, they're spending. So when you see a lack of inflation, it tends to suggest that things are a little slower than we might think. On the other hand, those shorter-term yields, like the three-month, the one-year, the two-year, the five, what are they telling you? They're going to be more interested in what the Fed does. So the Fed is the shortest term because it's just overnight rate. And if the Fed is on the higher side, if the Fed starts to push rates up, well, those other maturities like the three year, the three month, the one year, the two year, the three year, they're going to start moving up with that. So it's telling you on the longer side of the curve, the 10 year, that hmm, maybe things aren't so strong. But yet on the shorter end, that one year, that two year, it's telling you that the Fed is at a level that's too high. And when you get that in almost every case you see a recession that follows because it's saying that we have weakness in the economy and the fed is at too high of a level so unless the fed starts to loosen interest rates pretty soon we may head to a recession an even more reliable indicator a better one with a 100 percent accuracy is the unemployment rate now most of us would think okay when the unemployment rate's high that's when you have to look at a recession right it's the exact opposite it's when the unemployment rate reaches its lowest level but then starts to turn higher. And here's what happens. If the unemployment rate, which is currently at 3.6%, starts to move up, what would that indicate to you? It would indicate that, wow, things are really good and robust and going great now, so the first thing we gotta do is keep up with this business. We have to hire people, and that's what we see going on. But if you start to see that move up, what does that say? Well, if things slow down, the first thing I'm gonna do is let people go. So they start to hit the unemployment ranks and the unemployment rate maybe ticks up a little bit. But then think of the mindset of those people who just unfortunately lost their jobs. What happens to them? They're in a position now where they're less of, of uh, they have less of an appetite to purchase. They're not gonna go out and rush and buy homes and cars and, and clothes and go out to dinners. But so as they start to contract and hunger down, those businesses slow down and they start to let people go. And so the cycle perpetuates itself. Almost every time when the unemployment rate starts ticking higher, within six months, you see a recession. Now, I would look for a level on the unemployment rate of about 4 to 4.1%. If we see that, that would be a clear indication to me we'd be heading for a recession. So why is this so important? What does this mean to you? What it means to you, number one, is if you're invested in equities, historically speaking, stocks go down about 40% during recessions. So save yourself that bloodbath okay if you if you're invested in equities which many of us are and you've done well if you start to see these signs you see a deeper inversion of the yield curve you see the unemployment rate get above four percent or four point one percent start being more defensive protect yourself don't wait till it's too late and then you're like oh my gosh and then you wind up selling at the wrong time at the very worst time as things are about to turn around when you finally throw in the towel and capitulate save yourself that headache protect yourself the other thing is History tells us that interest rates drop rather precipitously during these periods of time, and during recessions when interest rates drop. I mean, the last recession, interest rates went from six percent to four point eight seven five. The one before that, it was seven and a half to six and three quarters. The one before that, it was eleven to eight. The one before that, it was eighteen to thirteen. So, you could see big drops in mortgage rates, and because of that, it's telling you you have an opportunity in the next couple of years to refinance, and that means that. If you are thinking about making a purchase and taking out a mortgage, you don't wanna pay points because you'll probably refinance, you'll never get that back. If you have to take out mortgage insurance, pay it monthly, don't pay it up front, you'll never get the money back. If you have a chance to get some of your closing costs included by taking a higher interest rate, don't worry about the lowest payment, worry about the lowest cost because you're gonna refinance this mortgage within the next couple of years. And finally, what does it mean for real estate? It means opportunity because so many people misunderstand this and they say oh well real estate values will drop but history tells us the contrary look at every single recession even the last one real estate either stays flat or improves during recession because interest rates drop so much giving you an important lever and then if you are able to take advantage of that what people have done is during recessions they've seen real estate values appreciate rather dramatically post recession so those are some of the things that are going on right now that I'd be looking at
0: I appreciate that very much. Thank you for that. And I know that I've been I've been tracking your work for for the better part of twenty years, and so so I, I certainly appreciate everything that, that 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 you've been doing. And uh, I appreciate what you just shared there. Um, so your your entrepreneurial journey and the, being nom- being nominated uh, as a finalist for Entrepreneur of the Year by Ernst and Young must be a, a, an incredible honor but if you would just share us a little bit about your 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 entrepreneurship your entrepreneurial journey I well,
1: grew up really really poor which you know helps with creativity to a certain degree because you couldn't afford any toys so you had to make up <laughs> to be able to do when you're a kid right so um yeah i was i was entrepreneurial right from the start uh, as a kid had a stereo business selling stereos out of the trunk of my car um, and then kind of grew that into a real business, and then took some of the money and started to buy real estate with it, and and did well. Flipped some homes, uh, redid re- some homes where we kind of um, did some rehab work. Uh, also bought some things and flipped some homes over. So really learned that at an early age. And then one night wound up sitting down with the person who was doing my mortgage, and uh, said, Hey, maybe maybe this might be something for me. I went to college for real for for finance and economics, and. Uh, I I was interested in the field so jumped into the mortgage business did very well opened up my own mortgage company and then you know sold that company had an idea for I thought something that was really needed in the mortgage industry and that is helping people in mortgage and real estate stop being salespeople and being advisors and understanding how the financial markets impact people and how understanding how wealth creation can take effect in uh, in the opportunities that exist in real estate and expressing that to our customers and that turned into a really tremendous business called mortgage market guide and I purchased a couple of other businesses and started a few other businesses along the way uh, but then when I sold that company because I saw that financial crisis kind of looming and sold my company literally six weeks before the financial crisis came I sold it in a bidding war so I was very lucky nice. um, I, I, I wound up doing a few other things that were kind of fun opened up a medical imaging business uh, started rock of ages did some acting I'd always done professional speaking and, and always uh, been on TV with, with my own spot on CNBC for 13 years and, and whatnot. But acting is a really different kind of <laughs> kind of thing. It's 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 very very hard. I've got a, a huge uh, a huge amount of of uh, respect for for how hard that is. But you know, in e- each of these things, what I try to always do is alleviate points of friction, doing mortgages for people in a better way, helping on individuals understand, even when it came to the medical imaging business, that you know, heaven forbid anybody has to go for a scan or anything like that. You know the tech can see what's going on, and they know what's going on, but they can't talk to you. So your anxiety kind of gets the better of us, and unless you have your doctor's cell phone number in your Rolodex, you might have to wait several days thinking the worst. So we put an end to that by hiring a radiologist to be on site. So by the time you got dressed, you knew what was going on, and if it wasn't great news, at least you had a plan. If it was good news, you walked out of there feeling great, and people loved that and grew it into three different offices and then sold that business. When it came to even Rock of Ages, Rock of Ages on Broadway, I would watch other shows, and I'd see these people. You know, sometimes you get to the show a little bit later. You want to have a cocktail, but the line might be a little long to get it. By the time you got your drink and paid $18 or whatever it is for a drink or you know. <laughs> these people would then see the lights flicker time to get to your seat and they couldn't bring their drinks to the seat so they had to like chug their drinks not even enjoying it so i said why does that have to be why can't they have their drinks in the seats and they said well we've never done that before on broadway that's just not allowed i said well why it's not just because it's never been done before it's never been a good answer for me so i became the first show in the history of broadway to allow drinking in the seats and now they all do it and, and and of course, when we came out with this understanding of how to do things in the mortgage industry differently and understanding the markets and turning salespeople into advisors, that had never been done before. So I've always tried to alleviate points of friction in everything that we've done. Look, look for an issue. And, and listen, the people should be doing this just every day. Look for things that are out there that are points of fric- friction. And instead of complaining about it, just find a better way to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's excellent advice right there how How would you counsel somebody who's who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur because i don't think everybody should necessarily be one
1: well you know it's it's some of it can be certainly learned, but some of it has to be in you you know if you're the type of person that um, you want to do the minimum amount of work well you probably don't have a great entrepreneurial spirit if you're the type of person who even when nobody's looking, you want it to be right. You want to be proud of it. You want to go the extra mile. If you're the type of person that when you're on vacation, you want to check in and see what's going on, you're a natural born entrepreneur. I mean, these are real, real signs of of who is and and who isn't an entrepreneur. If it's in your blood, if you have a burning desire to want to do better, to want to do more, to grow, um, then you know you have this in you. And you probably wouldn't be happy with anything else other than calling your own shots. So that's something I'd pursue. But you have to kind of know if it's in you. I mean, look, if you dread doing anything work-related, you're probably not an entrepreneur. If, you, if you're looking to, you know, if you're watching the clock, you know, and saying, oh boy, only 20 minutes till I get the heck out of here, it's four, you know, 4.40, I can't wait till the day's over, it's dre-. You're probably not an entrepreneur. Uh, and, and like you said, some of us are, some of us aren't. You know, don't feel bad about it. You know, so, so some people like things the, uh, that 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 are different. Uh, but but for those of you who feel that you have an entrepreneurial spirit, you should foster it because you won't be happy uh, unless you you go out and and chase that. And and I think it's really important that you understand that you are wired different. People won't get you, so don't feel bad about that. People won't understand why you want to check in when you're on vacation, why you'd wanna stay a little bit late to make sure everything gets done perfectly, even when nobody's looking, why even though you can get away with something, you won't, because you wanna make sure that if it's got your name on it, that it reflects something that you could take pride in. I mean, that's a real entrepreneur. That's somebody who, you you can't help but be successful in life. All you have to do is just believe in yourself and chase it.
0: So when things go sideways, which Obviously they do probably on a, uh, probably on a daily basis. How do you respond and have, have you always responded that way or did did, did you teach yourself?
1: So it's, it's, it's a lot of both. So you bring up a great point. So when we hit resistance, a lot of times the first, the first response is, okay, well, we we can't do it. We failed. And that's what, that's the difference is that understanding that there are different avenues that you can follow, that you can go through, you know, even in, in our own body, you know, our body's pretty amazing. If if a blood vessel uh, gets cut, um, the body finds ways to go around it. They find different pathways. And in life, when you have something, as you say, it goes sideways, or or a plan that didn't work, or meets resistance at a certain point, you can either give up right there, or you could find a way around it. Now, the, certainly, you want to try and give it your best shot. But then wisdom comes in in understanding that you know, when, when do you eventually decide that, okay, uh, this isn't going to work. You know, this isn't going to, to, to happen. That comes from time and experience and wisdom. But certainly do not give up at first blush. And the other thing is, is that people who want to be entrepreneurs, they take a look at things and they say, okay, well, I'm going to start from here and here's how I'm going to go about doing it. That's the wrong way to do it. You have to start with the end. Where do you want to be? Where is the goal? How do you see yourself getting there? And then do it. You have to imagine just it's like a Google map. Okay. You, you, you have to have an ultimate destination of where you want to take this. And then what you want to do is you want to work backwards to certain milestones that you have to get to in order to get there. And then from those milestones that you have, you're going to break it down to accomplishments every single day of what you need to do. If you're not working from some sort of a list, then you're not on offense. Now, let's face it. If you take, let's say, an analogy of baseball, you only score when you're on offense, okay? In almost every sport, you only score or predominantly score when you're on offense. The only way you could be on offense is by setting the agenda of what you're trying to accomplish this week, this month, or even as today. What are you trying to accomplish today? Or are you just being reactionary? Because if you're just reactionary, believe me, there's enough busy work that will keep you busy. And then when you have the free time, you don't have a plan, so you don't know what to do. When you get in your car and you're going to go someplace, you don't just get there and say, well, let me just drive someplace. You'll just wander <laughs> around. But if you if you have a destination, if you've mapped it out, then you're going to get to, you know, go get off this exit, make a right, you know. Travel 2.4 miles. Make a left. That's the way you have to run your life if you want to achieve goals. You have to have certain milestones and certain destinations to where at this point, this is where I'm going to turn. This point, this is what I'm going to do. But you don't know that until you've mapped it out. And the crazy thing about this is people don't think about this. People just don't spend time thinking. It's crazy. I mean, listen. If you're if you're listening to this right now, think about it. Really how much time do you spend thinking <laughs> how much time are you allowing yourself to say, you know, this is my life. This is where I want to go. This is how I'm going to get there. You know, h- how am I going to map this out? Because let's face it, if you don't spend time thinking, how are you going to get there? it's just to They're just going to happen. No. I mean, few of us win the lottery, right? Not too many of us are going to win the lottery. And if that's your strategy and hope, well, it's not going to result in, in, in a win. So what you have to do is, is think, what do I want? Where do I want to go? And then once you figure figured that out and you see that goal, you see that destiny, how am I going to get there? What's it going to take for me to get there? What are the steps that I have to put in place? What are the obstacles I'm going to, to come up against? Think about this and then seek the advice of people who have done it. We all know people in our lives who are successful who have done it. You know what I found about most successful people, especially entrepreneurs, more than willing to share with you, more than willing to talk with you, more than willing to, to, to give you advice and guidance. Find out from people who have already taken that journey what they can do to help you.
0: Love it. Well, Barry, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip, even though you've just been giving us a bunch of them. What, what do you have for us?
1: So um, my tip is really kind of just, just a, a review of what we've talked about. So first of all, watch the signs for recession so you can protect yourself because that's important. And there are also ways to capitalize on it. So I just want people thinking about that. And the other is to really go after it. Whatever it is that you want to do in life, don't be a, don't be a, a, a bystander. Don't be a spectator. Engage. Do it. Set your goal. And once you've set your goal, go after it. Whether you're doing it in an entrepreneurial way, great. But if you say, well, maybe I'm not an entrepreneur, maybe I'm working for someone, maybe, you know, that's fine, too. There are ways that you can achieve your goal step by step by step, but break it down. And the one big point that we talked about is stay on offense, meaning have your plan and execute every single day.
0: Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. Barry, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh,
1: my site is mbshighway.com, but I'm pretty easy to find on social media. It's just Barry Habib, and, and uh, you, you can you can locate me pretty easily. Or if you're in New York, come to see Rock of Ages. I love it. We're reopening June 19th.
0: Excellent. And when will we know about the uh, the Entrepreneur of the Year?
1: June 20th. So it's a, it's a couple of a couple of exciting days I have. June 19th the Rock of Ages opening and June 20th they announce the winner.
0: That is a big so couple of days for cool. sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I did win the the most accurate real estate forecaster in the US from Zillow and Pulsonomics last year. So I'm hoping that this will be uh, this will be a wonderful continuation of some of the nice things that have been happening.
0: No kidding. Excellent. Well, good luck, sir. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Barry your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to mbshighway.com. If you're in New York, check out Rock of Ages, find them on social media, and uh, keep an eye out on June 20th as well. Thanks again, Barry. Thank you, brother. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out You can go to georgegronbacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show.